This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey, everyone. If you like this podcast, go behind the paywall to get privileged access to the smartest minds in finance. Join the Real Vision community and learn how to become a better investor. Visit realvision.com slash rvpod and use the promo code podcast10, that's podcast10, to get 10% off our essential membership for the first year. Now, to the top analysis of today's crypto markets. Stefan Klauser, welcome to Real Vision. Hey, Ash. Great to be here. It's great to have you. So much to talk about. We were talking a little bit off camera about your company, ISOT, that does AI. Uh, this convergence between AI and crypto, one of the most interesting stories uh, that's happening in the space. But by the way, uh, you have a background in Ethereum. We were talking about this a little bit off camera. Obviously, last night, the Chappella upgrade. Uh, we can see if we bring up the chart uh, of Ethereum price, Ethereum cutting above the $2,000 mark a little bit earlier this morning. I think it's trading a little below uh, $2,000 right now. Looks like uh, on my screen around uh, 1999, spot 95. Boy, we we're right at that threshold. Um, Stefan, let's talk a little bit about what happened last night about the Chappella upgrade. Even the name is confusing. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what it all means. Hey, yeah, Ash, it's, I mean, it's great uh, to talk about this. I think it's a, a major milestone again in the Ethereum network. Um, clearly, um, the, the move to proof of stake uh, was was one of the first uh, important uh, milestones in this respect, and then and now it was about uh, being able to uh, kind of retrieve the staked um, coins, and and uh, this is another important aspect. And you know there was a lot of uh, talking about the, the fact or the question whether whether this is gonna uh, in, influence the price of Ethereum and and, and in which kind of uh, phase this is gonna happen. Um, but as we as we've seen, um, there's a lot of uh, effects uh, that can play play a role here. And on the one hand, um, the transition was very smooth, um, so I think that was certainly a positive on the price that there were no no disruptions, uh, no issues. Um, and on the other hand, there was the the question whether everybody is going to just uh, retrieve uh, the staked coins and right. uh, and and going to re <laughs> and going to sell them, and whether this is going to put some pressure on the price, but this is obviously not not what what happened, at least not in the short run. There was also some mechanisms that prevent this from happening, right? There is a maximum that can be withdrawn, and um, and uh, and at the same time, I think what what people forget sometimes the people that were staking on Ethereum in the first place are not the ones that were in for a quick buck, right? Uh, and this might be even even a more important aspect of this. Stefan, you have an interesting background. Let's talk a little bit about how you got involved in the space uh, of cryptocurrency more generally, and then about the transition that you made into AI, and of course, the union of these two just red-hot topics right now. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's actually really interesting. I, my background originally is in, is in political science, political economy, 
Um, that's what I what I studied at university. Um, and then I was doing a lot in innovation management, uh, especially also in the, in the international level. Um, and then it was back in 2014 or so when a colleague um, approached me with, with the topic of fintech. Uh, and this was really something that was just popping up um, in, in Zurich, Switzerland, where, where, where I'm, I'm based. Um, and we said, oh, this is, this is really something that is ideal to, to kind of foster a bit in terms of innovation because we have a strong financial market, um, and, but we're not so good at service innovation. So let's get engaged there a bit. And then, um, and then it was very quickly that I stumbled up on the topic of blockchain back then. And uh, this was in, in 2015. Uh, and I got so so interested that I even signed up for the first DEFCON one uh, of Ethereum in London. Uh, and that was that was uh, back in 2015 as well. It was still a rather a small group, um, uh, and some of the topics that um, that are still um, discussed today were or, already um, um, imminent back back then. But the topics were also a bit different, right? It was a lot about decentralization, about governance, about whether code is law, code is law, and similar things. Uh, um, and at the same time, staking was already uh, kind of a first idea that was around. Um, and I got really stoked. So um, I, I then went to work for, for ETH Zurich, which is not Ethereum. Uh, it's it's the technical university. It's uh, it's one of the most uh, prestigious universities in in Switzerland or in continental Europe. Um, and at ETH Zurich, I led a blockchain project that was based on ETH Ethereum. So uh, it's quite funny. Um, uh, and this is how how I really get hooked with the topic. Um, a lot of ETH. Yeah, a lot of ETH, and there was some confusion in the beginning. I think I think sometimes I got invited to panels because people thought I work I work for the Ethereum Foundation, but I actually was working for for the university. And uh, but it so it worked out. It worked out perfectly. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And and then uh, we we did this project on distributed incentivization mechanisms for for sustainability. That we build a, a, an MVP on, on Ethereum. Um, and that was kind of a publicly funded pro um, project. So as, as uh, often these uh, projects come to an end at one point, and uh, I also met some extremely talented machine learning researchers at that time at ETH, um, and they were doing um, some papers around novel machine learning algorithms that, uh, that they invented. And these algorithms um, made it uh, more simple to combine different data sets with structured and unstructured data. You imagine market data on the one end, um, more text-related data on the other end, combine that and then forecast uh, Bitcoin volatility. And they could show that they could bring down forecasting errors uh, by up to 50%. Um, and this was a, was a huge thing, right? There was a lot of a lot of, uh, at that time, arbitrage traders in Bitcoin, right. it was 2019, people that came to us and said, can you please tell us how this is done? Uh, and this is, was kind of the first moment, the first foundation for the company ISO. Say, say that one more time. So kind of this was this was then this was the foundation for ISO from from this paper and the reactions we had. Uh, we somehow realized, okay, there is there is a big demand for for machine learning driven approaches, um, and we decided that we want to expand this into a platform. 
Um, and so ISOT was born. So let's talk about where we are right now with ISOT. What are the products and services that you offer? What marketplaces are you in? And what's the competitive advantage that you guys feel you have in terms of product market fit? Yeah, I mean, uh, we, we have a couple of products currently. Most of them are still um, related to, to the crypto market. Um, so you see, in, in usually when you do uh, machine learning or quant techniques in finance, uh, most people these days uh, would, would do that uh, on equity markets, um, some of, uh, very little on the bond side um, or fixed income. And then uh, some, of it, uh, some of the activities in, is, are going on in commodities. Um, and then uh, you have uh, a lot of talented people in crypto, but they usually use, use these insights in a prop trading environment, right? Um, there is very little or no uh, as a service component there. Um, and what we do is kind of we provide um, advanced machine learning and quant insights as a service. So mostly what that means, um, if you have a running portfolio um, or a product, a fund, um, an ETEP or anything, um, you can come to us. Um, we have the engine to kind of um, say, put this into the, into the engine, the machine, uh, and tell you what, what uh, completely systematic view uh, would mean uh, on this portfolio. Um, and we can also create full strategies out of this. Um, so we have the full spectrum there. And so the competitive advantage in that sense is clearly um, we provide this as a service to companies that don't have their own quantum machine learning team in-house. Um, and there's many of those, right? Um, and uh, we, we are working with some of the most talented researchers um, around machine learning and finance uh, worldwide. And, and this means we, we can always provide the latest technology to, to customers. Give us some examples of that application specifically uh, in terms of what you guys are producing and how it's used. Yes, um, so we will we will go into a live demo a bit later even um, where, the, for example, the audience here together with us can create the portfolio. Um, but I, I have a very easy, clear example for you. So you have a, you have a fund, right? The crypto fund, um, they have their uh, fundamental views. Um, as much uh, as you can create a fundamental view on, on crypto, right? This is already a bit difficult sometimes. There is not so much uh, data and information that you can base base it on. Right. Um, in terms, of, in still, terms of evaluating crypto in the terms of uh, traditional cash flow uh, portfolio allocation structure, it is a little bit more challenging. Uh, although we're moving in that direction, obviously, with staking on ETH. Absolutely. Um, what what I wanted to say here is mostly that even it's very important that people have these fundamental views, also that they're kind of checking uh, the, the different blockchain layers and protocols, um, whether they're uh, reliable, how much code is created, etc. Um, but on top of that, what is often missing still is kind of a let's say a, a, a machine-driven view that takes all the relevant data around prices, around macroeconomic events, around news, etc. And can, uh, um, then with all the information, more or less in real time, creates a uh, machine learning and quant optimized view on that portfolio. So you can come with your portfolio or product, you give it to us, you give all the restrictions, um, we let this run and at rebalancing date, we give you, uh, give you the allocation that the machine would do at this point in time. 
Hey, everyone, we're going to take a quick pause and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back. So what would be an example of that with a simplified uh, sort of uh, toy portfolio that we might be able to understand uh, in light of, let's take, uh, for example, CPI data coming out yesterday? Um, I mean, I think it makes most sense if we if we do it in live uh, and and show the audience. Should we should we jump in, Stefan? Should we jump right in? We could do it right now, um, and then and then uh, take questions or or take it from there. Yes, absolutely. That sounds fantastic. I love doing live demos. It's something that we do here at Real Vision that I think is just extremely cool because it gives you a sense of what it's like to actually apply the technology. Uh, so whenever you're ready, let's get that spun up and we'll take a look. All right, there we are. So, um, just just some disclaimers up front, right? Uh, first of all, it's not uh, it's not uh, UI optimized yet, so um, it's mostly about functionality. Um, currently, we we generate these views in house, but the next step is that people would get access to the beta platform directly, and then you can generate your own own views. And um, so, what you see here is first of all the back testing period. And you see that the, the regular backtesting period starts in 1st of January 2021. Uh, it has a simple reason. First of all, most of the coins tokens that we that we cover, they did not really exist for much longer. So if you go further back, we would have what's called a survivorship bias uh, in, in the outcome. And that's what we want to emit. And also we have many different, uh, let's say, market faces since January 2021. You had very bullish faces and then also very, very bearish faces. So it's an ideal, ideal environment to, to check the robustness of such a portfolio. Um, this is the first step. Then we have the optimization parameters, right? Um, we start usually with, with the cash allocation, so a risk-free component um, to the portfolio. Um, and uh, we could select anything from zero to 100. As I would like to have this as interactive as possible, maybe uh, I can see the chat uh, here, but you can tell me uh, or ask the audience if somebody has a view or you have a view, Ash, how much cash would you allow maximum in the portfolio? Uh, let's cap it at 20%. Okay, let's put 20% for this. Um, and then we usually can allocate uh, a fee. Um, so customers usually in crypto, sometimes it differs dramatically, right? Some, some customers have very low fees in trading, uh, more the crypto banks uh, here in, in, in Switzerland that are more regulated, have much higher fees. So uh, this is then automatically uh, deducted from, from the PNL. Uh, and then what we put here is a target risk volatility. Um, you can imagine uh, that uh, like this, we can steer a bit to whether we want to have less volatility or a more aggressive, uh, high volatility portfolio. Um, it's uh, only the downside volatility that we covered here. So that means um, that uh, the resulting volatility will be around two times the amount uh, that, that we see here. Um, but in general, um, more volatility, more profit or uh, less volatility? What would you vote for? Well, uh, let's keep this relatively conservative. Uh, what are the plug numbers you generally use in this for your range? Uh, actually, um, I think what, what works very well is if we try to restrict volatility a little bit, 
um, but not too much. So if I choose something around 37 or so, that's, that's uh, what I think would work really well. Okay. Um, then um, maybe for something for the audience in the chat, if they feel like um, selecting something, otherwise we'll just randomly do that. Um, well, we've got some we've got some coins from the audience. Uh, you tell me, Stefan, how many can we plug in? Uh, I would say um, eight to ten easily. We can also choose more, but uh, I don't know whether we cover all of them. We have around fifty or so in the database currently. Okay, that sounds good. I think we've got about seven or eight that I'm looking at right now. Uh, first one, uh, of course, no surprise, is Bitcoin. Yes. Uh, I think we should probably put in Ethereum as well, given uh, the events of the day. Um, mm -hmm. We've got uh, Filecoin, mm -hmm. uh, Bitcoin Cash. Don't don't yell at me, guys. This is from the audience. Horizon. <laughs> <laughs> um, Horizon. I don't think we have that covered. Okay, we skip that one. Let's just get uh, the last two because I know they're both uh, popular things we've talked about here on Real Vision. Chainlink. Yeah. And finally, Zcash, one of the privacy coins. Um, yes. Okay. Let's um, Cool. How many do we have? Two, four, six. Let's put two more. Um, something fun, right? That always everybody likes uh, uh, from, from the other audience that I spoke to. Doge. Um, Doge. Doge. One is, Doge more. is Doge off Twitter now? Are they no longer uh, in the Twitter uh, sidebar? I think they're uh, no longer there. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't think so, yeah. Um, what what else? We have uh, Solana, Uni, um, Maker, Matic, Ocean, Ana. Let's do let's do um, let's do Matic. Matic, okay, cool. Um, so then, what we can do is to assign minimum and maximum allocations. Um, so we can either say let's keep it to the machine to decide, um, or we can say we have some preferences. Uh, what I would usually do just for these demos um, is to just put it to, I don't know, zero to 40% each. So that so, so basically optimize no floor, something. No floor for, uh, um, um, and, this, and, the, uh, and the minimum is, uh, there's no minimum. No minimum and the max is 40%. Yeah, exactly. So, but if you have sometimes professional customers, right, the funds, they want to have a minimum allocation in Bitcoin and Ether usually. Okay. Um, so then we can easily deal with that. So we can Let's also do a 10%, okay, you, let's say a minimum. Yes, on, uh, minimum, minimum 10 each. So they, go, they can go a bit higher as well. Maybe uh, and the rest to 40. Maybe we say Doge, we don't want to be 40% in Doge, maybe only 20 max. And then right. let's, do, let's do it like this, right? And then uh, what we can do here is that uh, customers um, can upload own data files. Um, so if they have a quant or research department, it uh, can be uploaded here. Um, also, if they have any kind of text files or so that we can work with, um, so it can all be taken in. Uh, you have to imagine what happens in the background in principle afterwards is that we um, we do the machine learning based forecasts and these are done pairwise between all the coins um, 
tokens that we have in the system. Um, then you create the covariance metrics um, and uh, we create the, the risk forecast that is doing the cash allocation. And then all this information are taken into a so-called black Litterman optimization uh, that then afterwards creates the portfolios. But let's start this. Um, what's now happening on the fly and the whole optimization is taking process, uh, taking part, and then the actual um, the the um, training of the models um, has already happened. So usually and this is happening very right quickly. Now, this is happening dynamically. This is really being run. This isn't just a demo. This is actually being run. No, no. This is with real. This is real. <laughs> real numbers. Uh, real. Uh, real processes. It's okay. not a demo. Um, okay. Then we have the results, uh, and you see our portfolio, or the customer portfolio here, uh, was quite a good one. Um, so we would currently be the two green lines or two variants of our strategy. Mm. Um, one is the volatility is trying to minimize volatility a little bit more than the blended, um, but they, you see they have been very similarly performing here between uh, 612 and 682% plus since January 21. If you compare this to, to an Ether uh, tracker as a baseline, Ether would be at plus 156. Um, and then you have some, some benchmarks uh, like Bitcoin, which is at plus four and some uh, market cap weighted indexes, which are uh, in similar areas or even below, um, below Bitcoin, right? Um, so this is uh, quite a good outcome. Then we produce the statistics around it. Uh, you would see sharps with around 1.4, 1.5, Sortinos around 2.4, 2.6, which is a huge difference to, to Bitcoin and Easter. And we would even avoid some of the drawdown, right? As we only, like the 20% max cash, um, we were still in a similar area, but we had less drawdown, uh, similar volatility like Ether, uh, and clearly, clearly uh, better returns. Um, and now so let's, you can, yeah, let's just sorry. let's break this down a little bit uh, because I'm sure that uh, folks in our audience who are professional investors uh, immediately understand what you're talking about here. Uh, you, when we're talking about sharp ratios, for those who have not had the benefit uh, of Mr. Sharp and Mr. Markowitz's uh, portfolio <laughs> theory, let's talk a little sure. bit about what this means uh, for someone who may be a retail investor uh, who may be a little bit puzzled by what some of these data represent. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so sharp uh, is usually when when you take, in simple words, uh, when you take the return, uh, but you control it. Uh, through, through the volatility, so that means it's uh, returns um, that outperformance in terms of returns uh, as compared to to a, uh, to a benchmark. Um, so in other words, in other words, in other words, risk adjusted returns. Exactly, to be very very quick and simple, risk adjusted returns, and Sortino uh, is doing doing the same, but it uh, is limiting it to the downward volatility. So actually, in principle, that's usually what we want to maximize uh, because uh, you don't want to divide through the full volatility usually because volatility, we say, is not necessarily a bad thing. It's only a bad thing if it goes down, right? Um, so the Sortino is, is the, the measure that looks at uh, the risk adjusted in terms of downwards risks. Um, and, and then you have... And max yeah. drawdown is a, is a calculation that shows the... Uh, the the sort of return to worst 
from uh, the highest point to the lowest peak to trough. Exactly. Um, and you see, this is here very quite similar. It's even a bit better than with Bitcoin. Um, naturally, this comes from, from the dynamic cash allocation in, in the portfolio. Um, and then we have the volatility. Um, you have to imagine that Bitcoin from all the coins and tokens uh, that are usually in, in these portfolios has the, the lowest lowest volatility, um, except if you compare it to a stable coin naturally, but otherwise Bitcoin has quite a low vola. Um, all the other coins have quite much higher volatilities. So what you want to achieve is that you, that you get a portfolio uh, that has a volatility that is not exceeding the Bitcoin volatility by, by, by a huge margin, right? Um, and uh, this is this is what we even can achieve if we put the volatility a bit more down and put a little bit of more cash. We can easily also achieve volatilities in the same area as Bitcoin. Hey everyone, we're going to take another quick break and hear a word from our partners. We'll be right back to the Real Vision Crypto Daily Briefing. So let's um, talk a little yeah. bit about it, where we are right now in terms of deployment of this technology. Uh, is this currently live in the wild? What does it look like in terms of your customer base? Uh, talk a little bit about the go-to-market strategy. Yes. Um, so where we are, are we now? We, we use this for, um, for some products. Um, mostly um, are these uh, structured products that we issue. Um, we like to do that with partners um, in a white labeling manner um, so that uh, we can profit from, from the client base and distribution power of, of partners. Um, we like to do the strategy and they do the rest, um, but we also start to issue um, an ISOT product um, that will be available. Uh, in the first place, it will be available mostly on, on the Swiss market. Um, it's a bit tricky um, in terms of regulation to uh, to do that internationally, um, and, but we can always also apply this to to um, client portfolios directly. And um, so this is ready, right, um, to to go live. And um, the next step then is what also a bit easier from a regulatory perspective is that we give customers access to the platform directly. So that what we did here now, um, if you if you run your own fund, um, if you're a so-called qualified investor, uh, meaning a professional or institutional um, client, you can already today apply for, a, for a, um, access to this beta, beta platform. Um, we've got some questions coming in. Perhaps we could just take some of these because they are interesting ones. Uh, here's a, a very sophisticated question from Ralph on the Real Vision website. Uh, does ISOT's tool do CVAR, that's conditional value at risk? Is that one of the portfolio parameters that you are allowed uh, to modify? Um, currently, currently not, <laughs> um, but it's uh, it's on our list, right? The features that we want to implement. Um, so what you see here uh, today is, is what uh, the features are that, um, that are implemented already. Um, what the idea is of now getting better access is then uh, that um, better users get access to the platform as, as it is uh, today, and then they can request new features and new things to be built in, um, and we try to deliver on them very quickly. Very cool. Uh, so, you know, I know you guys are working on 
this and obviously developing it as the product begins to mature and you build more features. Are there any other potential applications that you guys see right now for AI in this space? One of the things that we've been hearing a lot about here at Real Vision is the idea of uh, the security component of artificial intelligence AI, essentially doing automated code audits and some other uh, interesting things. We should say this technology obviously is uh, is embryonic right now, and there are lots of uh, applications that are coming online. Anything else that you guys see that you think is interesting or might think is interesting at the future? Mm. I mean, it potentially is huge, right? We have to make sure that we that we focus uh, on a few things in the beginning and we don't, right. don't get lost in, in that space. I mean, um, what what is certainly for us interesting at the moment is anything around uh, strategy and portfolio optimization. And then in crypto, there's a few topics, right, that will come in into play here. Um, we would also uh, want uh, to take, for example, staking rewards into, into the equation here um, as a next step, meaning that right. we can also get more sophisticated uh, portfolios that not only look at, at the underlying price development, but also at the, at the staking rewards, uh, at the inflation uh, parts of it, um, so that we would even have um, machine learning optimized uh, staking portfolios. Um, and then uh, we already cover equities. Uh, so we have some products on the equity side as well. Um, in the US, there is even a, a product for us uh, from us available for uh, investment advisors uh, through the so-called UX Wealth uh, platform. Um, so this is something that that people can already work with. Um, though we we don't have anything for retail at the moment. Uh, this will come a bit later, uh, further down the road. And then you have to see the vision. After all, is 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 much bigger, right? Um, what we want to achieve is that we are going to be the the third party uh, platform. Uh, for data and machine learning and quant tools in the financial industry. Um, and we want to be independent. So it's not a BlackRock Aladdin or something like that, right? It's it's something that is completely uh, independent and where people can come uh, and then in an interactive process, which for example, can be steered by by generative AI aspects, right? Then you, you just tell the, the machine what you want, right? And you're gonna get steered to the right tool. Um, there are gonna be uh, risk components. Uh, there will be return forecasts. There will be portfolio generation and optimization tools. Uh, and what we already uh, offer today, at least in a, in, a, in a limited environment, is that we can wrap uh, these portfolio into, into investable products um, so that uh, customers can also then uh, profit from that service. And what we want to do is not not less than become the, the number one AI platform in financial services. Very interesting. Talking of which, here's another question that's just come in. Uh, this one comes from Scott from the Real Vision website. Uh, he says, came in late, uh, but is this just a snapshot or is it auto rebalancing? Um, it, uh, it is auto rebalancing in the sense that we can, at the moment, we would give it a fixed uh, rebalancing schedule. Um, so what we showed here, um, and we can also go a bit down in the, in the results section afterwards um, here on the screen, um, is, is monthly rebalanced, um, uh, but we can work with everything between uh, daily, uh, weekly, monthly, quarterly. Um, yeah. so, so if even, it exceeds even, its portfolio, if it exceeds the portfolio threshold that we entered as one of the parameters, does it then auto rebalance at the next period or does it dynamically auto rebalance uh, in real time based on that portfolio parameter that we assigned for weighting? 
Yeah, currently it, uh, it reacts uh, on the fixed schedule, but what we are implementing in the back is also that uh, one one can decide to leave it up to the to the, to the machine, right? To, oh, very interesting. To optimize, to optimize whenever it sees fit. Um, this is not not really a big big issue so far. Most customers actually wanted to have a fixed rebalancing schedule, especially um, as you need to need to understand. Currently, it does not execute here on the platform. So what it generates is the is the weights and the titles. So we give them the customers getting are getting the weights and the titles. Naturally, we can do that via API and in form of a, of a direct uh, kind of a tradable piece of code, but but still, um, many of our customers are doing this manually, and they want to know when when the new trades <laughs> or the new weights are coming, uh, and they don't want this to be twenty four seven. But obviously, technically, the next step or what what is possible is to to do an uh, kind of an automated rebalancer. So let's switch gears here just a little bit. Uh, obviously, you are based in Europe, which is an important geography here for Real Vision and our viewers. Uh, let's talk a little bit about what the landscape is in Switzerland and in Europe more broadly right now in your view. Obviously, Mika, uh, a major issue uh, in terms of what's happening in the crypto space. How do you see the current lay of the land, the state of play in Europe in the digital asset space right now? Um yeah, I mean, we're mostly looking at uh, Swiss regulation at the moment. I mean, Mika is also gonna gonna um, be important for us here in Switzerland. But besides that, um, at least we we have uh, a bit more regulatory clarity than most jurisdictions. Um, there is a, there is a DLT law in place uh, since uh, late 2020. Uh, that gives a clear uh, regulatory space for for all kinds of DLT applications, uh, also for doing uh, what what it takes to be a custodian, to be a broker, etc., uh, etc. Et so we we know the rules of the game as now. Naturally, there is a lot of things moving, but honestly, the the, the biggest uh, kind of insecurity that I see currently is is not coming from within Europe, but more from the US. I mean, it's more like mm. what what does the SEC do? Um, because this obviously uh, kind of is going to influence uh, everyone, uh, as 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 we know. Um, otherwise. We have the Crypto Valley here um, in Switzerland. Um, there is specialized law firms uh, that have been around and uh, are at the forefront of development since, since the very early um, and the beginnings. Uh, we have very close contacts with some of these people. Um, so we, I think we are well advised. Um, we have to deal a bit with some, some kind of insecurities like everyone else in the space. But to be in Switzerland is, is uh, we perceive it as a as an advantage at the moment because there is a lively scene um, and there is a bit more uh, regulatory clarity than elsewhere. Uh, obviously, we've covered a lot of ground here. We've talked about the general state of play in markets. We've talked about the things that have happened in the Ethereum space. We've actually done a live demo, which I think is really cool, and I hope we can do more of them here on Real Vision. Final thoughts, key takeaways that you'd like to leave our viewers with uh, after covering all this ground. Um, key takeaways are, are clearly right that we've seen uh, several waves of um, professionalization of, of crypto investing. Um, first, uh, in the early days, uh, it was it was clearly gold rush, and then and then we had the first winter, uh, which led to the first sophistication in terms of 
specialized asset management companies that entered the space, uh, new uh, new um, underlyings, uh, new fundamental things that people try to look at. Um, but what has shown uh, during recent times is that this first, uh, let's say, wave of products, uh, many of them being market cap weighted products or trackers, are, are, are good, but they're not kind of really fit for for the volatility and, and the, the difficult uh, market environment that we would often face in, in crypto. So, so what what we what we always say is like, okay, I think crypto and crypto investing is ready for for the next wave of professionalization, uh, and it's here. Um, so um, there is no no reason to hesitate um, to to do that and, and make sure that the next volatile phase, whether up or down, is going to be more enjoyable. <laughs> Very well said. Uh, Stefan, thanks for coming on the show. Pleasure having you with us. Hey, Ash, it was, it was a pleasure for me. Uh, thanks, everyone, for contributing, interacting. Um, and my lawyer said, I have to say this, anything that we, we showed, um, it's obviously no no investment advice, <laughs> also the portfolio we created. Um, nevertheless, um, we're happy to, to be here with everyone and thanks for the introduction. Hope always, we can speak soon. Always important to keep the lawyers happy. Stefan, thank you again so much for joining us. <laughs> That's <laughs> thanks. it today. Remember to sign up for Real Vision Crypto. It's free. Go to realvision.com forward slash crypto. That's realvision.com forward slash crypto tomorrow ethereum investor and community member ryan berkmans will join us to discuss the post chapella landscape hope you can join us as well we'll be live at 9 a.m pacific time noon eastern and 5 p.m london time thanks again for watching have a great afternoon everybody What's up, revolutionaries? Thanks for tuning in to the Real Vision Daily Briefing. For more content like this, head over to realvision.com and get unfiltered access to the very best, brightest, and biggest names in finance.